0: Okay, so today's DAF is number 98 and uh, we'll get right to today's DAF and then, um, okay, um, and it's starting at the bottom of the page on 97B, the bottom. Mafrish Nikeva L'Pitzchah. So we're talking about over here the Korban Pesach, apparently the guy didn't get the memo, and he separated the wrong animal and set it aside and had it in mind to be the Korbesach, even though it was female. And as you know, the Korbesach is supposed to be a Zachar. Okay, it has to be a male animal, either a sheep or a goat, but it has to be male. Oh, that's case A, Oh, or what? Or he messed up a different way, Zachar ben Shtei shane. he He got the right gender, but he got the wrong age. It has to be within the first year. This is a two-year-old. Okay, so Yere achi you cannot use that carbon, it's unfit, and therefore you have to let it graze until it gets a blemish. the yimkar, and then you sell it for Yippluutaba, and you let the um, the value go for a, for a donation, meaning lishlamin. For a korban shlamim, because uh, it's not fit for the korban you're gonna have to use a different animal for the korban and this one, you'll go for a shlamim. Okay, um, okay. Next, what if somebody set aside his and then he died? Lo his son can't bring it. After him, meaning instead of him, l'shem pesach as a korban pesach, Rather, he brings it as a shlamim, as a korban shlomim. Okay, Ama Rav Huna b'Reid Rav Yishua, Rav Huna, the son of Rav Yishua, said, Shmamina las, We see from this mishnah three important principles. Number one, Shmamina balechayim nidachim. That even though the animal is still alive, and since it's alive, you might say that it, we don't consider it becoming unfit since it can, it's, it's still alive. You can It can be maneuvered from one to another, from a different korban to a different korban. It's still pushed off from being fit. And the idea is, is that, you know, when you have a korban pesach that's extra, it's supposed to be brought as a shlamim. So you might say, well, look, it's unfit because it's a female for a korban pesach. But you can bring it as a shlum, because the shlumim does not have any restriction as far as gender or age. Nevertheless, it's nidche; it's pushed off. That's number one. Ushmamina, there's another uh, another um, conclusion here, which is meikara Even though it wasn't, it didn't go through a period of time when it was fit to be a korban and then became disqualified, it wasn't fit from the outset. So there's a logic to say that that's not really called pushed off if it was like never fit in the first place. So it's saying over here that even so, it's still a decoy because this didn't have a moment when it was fit. It was born as a female. It's already, when you, by the time you sanctified, the animal it was too old. Nevertheless, that's also a Dichoy. Okay. What's the third conclusion? Even though that from the outset this animal um, only as a, as a Korban Pesach only had value um, Kiddusha didn't have a Kiddusha zakov because the body was not fit to be brought as a Korban. Nevertheless that's enough to make it unfit and that's the third conclusion that you can conclude from this um, Mishnah. Okay. Brings us to the next thing. HaMafish Somebody sets aside his Pesach. And then he dies. So he said that it's not too late. Uh, I mean, no. So he said that the son can't bring it in his stead. So that's what he said in the Mishnah. So Tenerbah and the Rabbis learned, bringing here to Sefta, HaMafish Pischo. Somebody who set aside his Korm Pesach. Umayz. And then he died. Im Beno Memuna Imo. If his son is appointed with him meaning in the korpesach Pesach he had in mind also his son to be eating the meal with him. So it's not, it's, um, so what's this, so you might think that that's, um, so, so it changes the situation. Now, it's not just his Korban, it's also his son's Korban. So the halach is, if his son was included Yivienu, the Shom then the son can bring it as a Pesach, even though his father died, because for him it's a good Korm Pesach. And, if the son wasn't part of this, uh, wasn't included in his Pesach, then Shlamim. Then the son does not bring it as a Pesach because he was not included for Pesach, but he'll bring it as a Shlamim. Which day does that Shlamim get brought? Lishishas or not till the 16th? Um, so the Gemara says, <speaking in> It's only good for, the, I mean, not on the 16th, but on, I mean, not on the 15th, only on the 16th. Why? It's low uh, low, why not? On the fifteenth, because his opinion is the Gemara's opinion, the bright the Tosefta's opinion is Nidorim Vinidavos. Any vow type of korban, anchor and beyamtiv, you can't bring it on Yamtiv, which is a matter of dispute. Different people hold differently on this. Um, and that's the um and this opinion, this this Tosefta is going with the opinion that no voluntary korbanos on Yamtiv. On Yom Tif, you're not you can only bring the obligatory forms of korbanos, but not um, like a gift korban. And this falls under the category, since it's a shlamim, even though it started out as a korbanos, it doesn't matter. It's still a shlamim, and a shlamim is um, not an obligatory form of karban and therefore uh, it cannot be brought on Yom Tif. Now, the Gemara is bothered by a basic fact. When did the father pass away? If he died before noon, meaning before the obligation of the karm pesach kicked in, so he said, love if the son was included originally in the karm pesach, he can bring it as a karm pesach." But that's a big problem. He is what we call in halacha an onein an onen, is somebody on the first day of um, the, the day that is parent uh, or close relative doesn't have to be a parent close relative dies and uh, when you're in Onin there's no mitzvahs so you're basically um, you you don't have any it overrides any positive mitzvah pretty much so once you have already before the mitzvah of Korm Pesach your Aninus uh, taking effect on you so uh, his aninus is there first. You're not bringing a that day. It's not happening. You're not Um It's a, one of the weirdest uh, days when a person's uh, you know in a, that state. You don't make a bracha on food. You don't daven. You don't do a lot of things that are mitzvah. you're not allowed to eat. You're not allowed to transgress anything. But positive mitzvahs you don't do. So the question is, is that, must be the Chatzos. He died after Chatzos. Okay, the father, so therefore the son, the obligation of the Karm kicked in for the son already. And even though he's a no-name afterwards, it doesn't remove existing obligations, you understand? And therefore, that's the, that's the scenario. He must have died after Chatzos. So then the problem is the other part of the law. If the son is not included with him, he should bring it as a Shlomim. How can the son bring that actual carbon as a Shlomim? Didn't the really lock it in? Because when the hit, it was fit to be brought as a Pesach. And since it was fit to be brought as a Pesach, it's locked in as a Pesach. And you can't just now say, well, since he died, I'm going to bring it as a Shlomim it would need to get a blemish first because it was really locked in already as a Pesach. So that's a big problem. It's sort of like a catch-22 here. So first answer is Amar Rabba, Okay, the text is amended to refer to Rabba. The father died before Chatzos, before noon. What does it mean he brings it as a Korm Pesach? Not Pesach Rishon, because of course he's an own that they can bring Pesach Rishon. But... It's still fit for a kompesach So that's the idea. That's number one. Abba Amar, Bai says, It's actually a, um, a different answer, okay? It's L'tzadden, which means that it's to, from side to side, meaning, Chatzos, if the father died after Chatzos, and bino memun imo the son is included with him, then, if you got those two scenarios, those two factors, so he, the obligation kicked in for the son already, and because he, he's included with him, then you on the to Pesach, that son will bring it actually as his karm pesach. But if the father died before noon, and, and the son is not included in this carbon uh, uh, with him, so then that son, Yvien, or Lashom Shlomi, he is capable, he is allowed to bring the because it never kicked in the status of it being actually a Kormpeza because the father died before the obligation kicked in. So that's uh, how Abai answers the case. Okay. That's answer number two. Answer number three Rav Shravia Omar. Rav Shravia says, The father died after Chatzoks, afternoon. But by noon, the father was already on his deathbed, which means that it's uh, it hit the category of what we say, ghosts" which means most people who are goseis are likely to die. And therefore, at Chatsos, we already had the expectation that the father's not going to make it. And since we have that expectation, the father's not going to make it, so if the son's included, then he could just bring it because the application already kicked in. If the son's not included, he could bring it as a Shlomim because since it's only the dad, and he's most likely not going to make it because the robe goes to Lame, so most of them yeah. die. So therefore, you can still. it was like considered pushed off from being fit for a Shlame and uh, for, for a uh, Korm Pesach, because the father's not going to be able to be there for it. And therefore, it is already th- like disqualified as a Korm Pesach and it's, I mean, not disqualified, it's already um, understood that it's going to be used as a shlamim, and therefore it's fine. By the time Chatzos kicked in, it was not locked in as a Pesach at that time because we understood it's not going to be brought as a Pesach. That's answer number two. Answer number three, Rav Ashi Amar Rav Ashi says, "La Olam de la Acher Chatzos. Really died? Afternoon. Okay and it follows the opinion of Bshimini. This this is going Shimon, who says any living animal does not get locked in because it's alive. It still can be maneuvered, and therefore, even though it's alive and it's fit to be brought as Korban Pesach and it's after the obligation of Korban Pesach, nevertheless, if the father dies, the son um, can bring it as a korb, as a Korban Shlamim. That's another answer. That's the answer, the third answer for Avina Amar. Fourth answer, it was set aside first after Khatzos, meaning it was never even Hagdish by Chatzos. He first separated it afternoon, Umeyso and subsequently the owner, the father, died, and then the Casaver Khatzos covered the only thing that locks it in to being a Karm Pesach is the Chatzos, and if you sanctify it later, then it's never really lacked. And therefore, um, if the father dies at that juncture and the son is not included, he could just bring it directly as a shlamim, and that's the story. Which brings us to the Mishnah. What happens if your karm Pesach got mixed up? It escaped its pen, or wherever it was, Kept and then it got mixed in with another animal. That's a different korban. Um, They look the same. You can't identify which one is which. So what do I do? Since the korbanos are different, they're brought differently, we don't have an option except to let them graze, let them get a blemish. Then they're both sold. Once it's a blemish, it can be sold. With the funds, and the more expensive of the two values, the greater value of the two animals is what's going to go towards the new one. You buy each korban. So in other words, if, let's say it got mixed in with the shlamim. Huh? Let's say it got mixed in with a shlamim. So, which, and, and one of the two animals is worth $250. The other one's worth 200 so basically, um, after it gets blemishes, you sell, the, sell it with the funds. You're gonna have to spend 250 on each type, one for the pesach and one for the shlamim, and you lay out the money. The yafsid hamosar the mibeso. He's gonna have to lay out the extra 50 bucks from his house to cover for the law, for the difference because he doesn't know which one. And you can't, you know, cheat out from uh, the, the uh, The Hegdash, you have to make sure that you're giving back to hagdish the full value. This are what if you got mixed in with a firstborn? Okay? Now, what's interesting is, is that a firstborn um, animal could be, and it's the same, the right species, so it's the same, and the way it's brought is actually identical. It's the same amount of applications on the Mizbeach. There's no basic differences in how it's brought. So, Rav Shimon says, in that case, There is something interesting that can happen. If the people who are supposed to bring this Korm Pesach are Kahanim, so they can eat, whether it's a Bechor or it's a Korm Pesach, either way they're allowed to eat it. So what they should do is just bring both, make a condition and say on each one of them, this is what I'm bringing. And... um, and then they can, they can, they, and then they can just eat both animals as the, as the, as the, you know, for their Pesach night, the bukhar and the Pesach, and then everything's good. So that's the story. Says the Gemara. Haha, we have a problem here. By you doing this trick of Reb Shimon, a Bukhar has two days and one night to eat the Korban, okay? Uh, the Korban Pesach has just that night, basically, to eat the Korban Pesach. So, by, obviously, you're only gonna be able to, since we don't know which one's the Pesach, which one's the Bechor, you're gonna to have to finish eating by that night. If there's leftovers, you're gonna to have to destroy it. You're gonna end up destroying what's really um, not necessarily needs to be destroyed by definition. That's a problem aren't you bringing it to the kachim to Beis Absul that they're going to have to be destroyed? And so the answer is Rebbe Shimon, Tamid is Reb Shimon's consistent opinion. To Amr who says, in kachim the base that's okay. It's better than the alternative. Everything's a matter of weighing pros and cons. The pro of being able to eat both karbonos instead of having to sell it after it gets a blemish, that's a, that's a big, that overrides the concern that I have one less day to eat it and There might be some leftovers. You'll eat it as much as you can, so it shouldn't be any leftovers. Okay. Brings us to the next thing. Where do we see that? Uh, that is Rabbi Shimon's Shita, the it's a Mishnah. Ashem, is Shlamim. If you have a Korban Ashem that got mixed with the Shlamim, again, a very similar scenario, because a Shlamim has two days and a night, and Ashem has one uh, only one day and one night to eat it. Rabbi Shimon, Yishkutu, what you should do is shacht it in the north, where Anashhem needs to be slaughtered and eat it in the more narrow time frame. so the rabbi said, that's not a good idea. You can't bring Kashem to a house of to to have to be uh become invalidated by and you're not going to be if you're not able to finish it, it's a problem. what do the rabbis say? what do the rabbis say to do in such a circumstance? Um, Reb Shimon is the one who says that you just bring that as a as a b'chor. So what do you do according to the rabbis? Um, that's not an option for them. So Rava. Rabbi says Namtin lo We have to wait till they both get a blemish. Then you bring a new animal, big fat animal that's bigger than or as big as the bigger one of the two. and he should say is. Whichever one of these is the Pesach, I don't know. Ta'chol it should go out onto this animal, and the kedusha should transfer. Le'ihai, the achilu, and then you eat the two of those korbanos of the of the, the of what was what's no longer korbanos because it got a blemish. The toras bechor b'amum as as a bechor b'amum is required to be eaten, which is limited. First of all, you're not allowed to. Although uh, you're not allowed to. Weigh it, in, uh, weigh it with a proper weight. You have, can only guesstimate its weight. You're not allowed to sell it. It's basically property of a coin. It doesn't have to be eaten by a coin at this juncture, but it belongs to the coin. And basically, you, can, uh, but you can't sell it in the meat market. You can only sell it like at your house or like in a private manner. And um, that's the story. Well, I mean, you're treating both as if it has that thing, that sanctity. Which brings us to the new Mishnah, and my goal is just to finish to the end of the Mishnah for the, today's daf. So, Mishnah. pesach You have a group, a couple of people, five people, whatever it is, a number of people, and the Pesach went missing. It escaped the pen. You see it got out. So, the Amru Leachot, And they said to one of the group, Uva vakesh go and find it. U'shchot aleinu, in times of essence, we're running close to... Pesach. As soon as you get it, don't come back to us. Just go and shecht it in the base of Migdash and um, and have us in mind. So he did as he was told. He went. He found the animal, missing animal. And he shechted it, and they did not hear from him. So they said, "We're not going to go without bringing kor Pesach." So and, and just to cover themselves, they also bought a Korm Pesach and shechted it. So, but they did commit themselves to be included in his. So the rule is like this. If his was slaughtered first, he obviously eats what he brought. They will eat with him, because after all, they were included. From his animal that he brought. What if theirs was slaughtered first? Then they will eat what is their carbon? Because they obviously switched because they switched off from the his because they brought his, theirs before his. And he'll still eat from his because he never had a mind to be going out with any other one but that one that he found. And what if you can't tell which one was slaughtered first? is both the same time simultaneously that he eats his, because he for sure, that's the one, only one that he's going out with, and they definitely will not eat with him, because maybe theirs was done first, and even theirs they can't eat, needs to go out to be burnt, can't eat it at all, but they certainly don't have to bring another Pesach, because either way they went out with his, or their own, and the eating is not a requirement, and therefore it's, they, they do not have to bring Pesach sheni. They fulfill their mitzvah. What about the other case? Amr Lehen, he's going out there to find the missing animal. He says, If I take too long to find the animal, go out and take an animal and include me in your animal that you bring. So he went and he found it, and he shechted his, the one that he found. And they also, not hearing from him, they went and took an animal and checked it also. If theirs was slaughtered first, then they'll eat theirs. And he'll eat with them, because he he said he committed himself to be included if theirs are brought first. But if his was slaughtered first, then obviously, he'll eat his and they'll eat theirs. Because here, they never said they want to go out with his. He said, if I don't make it, you have me in mind. They never said, if you find it, include us. They never said that. So therefore, they for sure can eat their own. And he, if he's not sure, um, if his was slaughtered first, then he can eat his and they'll eat theirs. Because they never said they gave up on finding it if it's not known whose was slaughtered first his or theirs oh, they're both the same time same difference and they'll still always eat theirs he cannot eat with them because maybe his was done first and his maybe was done second so therefore he cannot go eat his it's going to have to be burnt and he does not have to bring okay now, what about this case? Amr lehen ve'amr lo. What if he told them, if I don't come, out come back, include me in yours, and they said to him, if you find it, include us in it, and check it, and have us in mind. So, whichever one was done first, that's what they all eat from, Whose ever's it is. And if it's not known which one was slaughtered first, then they're going to have to burn both of them because there's nothing you can do. You can't eat from either one, because we don't know which one's first, and they're both included in the first one. Lo amr v'lo amr lo. What if they never spoke it out? He never said anything to them, they never said anything to him. Ain zeh They have no connections to each other. Each one's in their own boat, and therefore, the, the, whatever they brought, that's what they have in mind, and they're not locked in. Now, what about this scenario? You have two groups. And here, no Pesach went missing, but now the two groups have a Pesach. They each had their lamb set aside, and then they started playing with each other, and they look very similar, and now we can't tell whose is whose. So here's what you got to do. So there is a solution. Group A, so we're calling them two groups, Group A and Group B. Okay? Elo and Mechot, Group A will, will pull out one uh, of the sheep. Ve'elo and and the other, Group B will pull out what, the other sheep. Echot me one of Group A, Balo will go to Group B. Ve'elo, and one from Group B, Balo will come to Group A. So basically, they trade a partner in their groups. And this is what they say. If the animal that we chose is truly the one that was ours, that we set aside, we want you, as the party from the other group, to pull away from your animal and be included in ours. And what if this one that we took is really yours? So then, Mishalana. we're pulling away from our own Finim Ninu and we want to be included in yours. And that's what both sides will say, and then they each can basically revise their status, because as we already learned, you can pull out from any group at any time till up until Sshita, and that's what you do. This even in the more complicated cases of five five groups of five individuals in each group or v'shalasara, or ten individuals in each group and there are five animals that are all mixed up with each other so basically group a b c and d n e a b c d e. Well, so group A will pull over a one individual from B, one from C, one from D, one from E. And um, and each group will, uh, so basically every group will actually now be comprised of someone from every group. And they each will take an animal and they'll make the same sort of condition. Uh, um, and um, And they'll say the same exact speech that we said that if either this is, we got the right one, that's ours, so then we're, then you pull, you, B, C, D, and E, should pull away from your group and be included in ours. And if it's yours, Mr. B, so then we're all pulling out of our own, and now we're going in yours. And the same with C, D, and E. Okay. Okay, now, next case. Is that, uh, what if you have two individuals where the Pesach became Confused, mixed up with each other. Each of them pull one animal to them. Um, so what do they do? Each one needs another partner in theirs. So they pull a person from the, from who is not included in any Korm Pesach and say, "Hey, you want to join me in the Pesach? Come help help me out with the mitzvah." So they they now they each have a partner so they each took one Minashuk from the from the public this one comes to the other one and then the one that I took from then basically what i 'm doing is is now on me Eruvein and Shimon are switching sides. each one comes to the other side and this is what they say. If this one's mine, then you're pulling out of yours, and you're including yourselves in mine. And if this is your Pesach, So basically, being that it's only two individuals, you can't do this trick. So the way we do the trick is we pull in new people. And with the help of the new people, then we're able to do the same basic solution. And that is the bottom line. We'll stop over here at the beginning of the Gemara for tomorrow. A pleasure learning with everyone and have a Shavuot Tov.